It is a blessing to be here this morning and have the opportunity to preach to you. Uh, uh, I have enjoyed this last year, even though it's been difficult not being where I feel like the Lord uh, wants us, but obviously he, he wanted us here this year, amen, and uh, he has total power of that and control of that, and and sometimes after you pass through something, you're able to look back and see why he allowed certain things in your life, and I'm starting to see some of those things, and and uh, I ask you to continue to pray for us, that we just make wise decisions about when Brooke and uh, the kids come over. And, and uh, you know, I thank the Lord for people praying for us. Uh, sometimes I think we take that lightly. People say, this morning I had several preachers, friends text me, tell me that they're praying for me. And uh, last night I had uh, another man text me last night. and uh, I mean, a man of a very large church and I know a very busy man text me and tell me that he's praying for me, and and I think sometimes we take that for granted. Out of all the people somebody could pray for, if they choose you, that's a blessing, amen? And so uh, uh, I, am, I am blessed this morning to be with you. John chapter 5, and uh, we'll start in verse 1. John chapter 5, starting in verse 1, says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews... And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market and a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In the uh, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a, at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole, and whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had a infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but when I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you again for this morning. God, I thank you for the opportunity to be here. I pray you just hide me behind the cross. Give me the words to say to be a blessing to your people. I pray if there be one here this morning that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, God, that you'd give them opportunity to hear your word preached in a way that would open their eyes and allow them to see their need of being made whole. God, we love you this morning. We ask you to work in our hearts and our lives and uh, just bless your service. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I wrote, uh, years ago I wrote down a, a quote that I heard someone say, and uh, or maybe I found it in a book. I'm sorry I don't have the the name of the person that wrote it, but it says, Some strange people I know. P- 
People who talk about prayer but never pray. People who say tithing is right but never tithe. People who want to belong to a to the church but never attend. People who say the Bible is God's word to man but never read it. People who criticize others for the for things they do themselves. People who stay away from church for trivial reasons and then sing, Oh, how I love Jesus. People who continue in their sin all their life and expect to go to heaven. You know, Jesus was uh, challenging this man. He was challenging this man by asking him the question, Wilt thou be made whole? Uh, he said, you know, he was pretty much saying, are you content in the position that you're in? Are you content with where your life is at this morning? And I want to ask you that question. Are you content with where you're at? Are you content with uh, the things that are going on in your life? Because Jesus this morning has the power to make you whole. Jesus has the power to change your situation. Before you can be made whole, you must see or understand your condition. And I believe that that man, that, uh, that man that, that had a, a disability and, uh, for 38 years, I believe that he could see his condition. I believe he understood that he had a, a condition. I believe that's why he was there at that, uh, at that pool of Bethesda. Uh, I believe that's why he was in that area. But this morning, thinking about uh, the the world and thinking about maybe some of the people that would be in this building uh, that may not know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Much of the time, as lost people, you're unable to see yourself in need of a Savior. I think you just believe that... that uh, that I think that the ones that are saved this morning could have that same testimony. Before I got saved, I really didn't think I needed a Savior until one day Jesus walked by my way and, and I saw my need. And that's something that we need to see this morning, especially if you're lost this morning. The Bible says in John, th- uh, John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God is extending an offer to you this morning. John three seventeen it says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Why did Jesus, why did Jesus come to this earth? So that we could be saved. Uh, Romans 10, or 3, verse 10, it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There's not one person in this world that is worthy of going to heaven on their own merit. There's not one person. And so we all stand before God in need. But many of us don't see that need. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned. That's everyone. There's no exception to that. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. No exception. If you don't have a second birth, you say, well, how in the world can I be born again? Well, physically you were born. Uh, physically, my, my birthday is, y'all can write these, if you write notes, you can write this date down. Uh, 123173. It was, uh, it was, uh, on the 31st of December in 1973. I was born physically, but March the 6th, 1985, I was born spiritually as an 11 year old boy. And, uh, so the Bible also says in John 14, 6, as Jesus said, uh, saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no exceptions. He says, I am the way. He is the way to what? To eternal life. <clears throat> I also believe he is the way to a successful Christian life. Amen. He is the way to a successful Christian life. I don't, I, I wrote another quote years ago in my Bible. It says, I don't worry about being a failure. I worry about being a success in something other than what God wants. Did you catch that? I mean, you could be a success in life, but a failure in God's eyes. Because God has a plan for you this morning. He has a purpose for you being here in this church. He has a purpose for you being here on this, on this earth. I don't worry about being a failure. I worry about being a success in something other than what God wants. I believe the Bible says, I am the way. He is the way to eternal life. He is the way to have a successful Christian life. He is the way, young people, to a godly wife. There's a lot of young people looking for the future, looking for, you know what, God is the way. It isn't any other, any other way to, uh, to find Him. I, I, you know, I, sometimes I look at people's lives and they, and they've been married and then they get divorced and get married and divorced and, and all these things, and, and sometimes it's because they haven't searched out God's way. God's way. We're so, so desiring our way when God has a way. And the only way for you to make it to heaven this morning is through Jesus Christ. The only way you're going to be a successful Christian is through Jesus Christ. The only way that you're going to have the, the family that... That, uh, that God wants and be successful in that is through Jesus Christ. Have a spiritual church. I believe we have a great church here. I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of it. And uh, looking forward to some of you in the future going to Bolivia and visiting us there and seeing what you've had a part in there. But, you know, to have a spiritual church... You know, your church is no more spiritual than the families in the church. Think of your family and how spiritual is your family. All our families combined together. This church is no more spiritual. You know, I mean, we, we look good on Sunday. 
We say the right things on Sunday. We, we, uh, we may do the right things on Sunday, show up on Sunday mornings. But where is your heart this morning? Where is your heart spiritually? Is it off somewhere else other than being here this morning? Some people are here physically, but in another place in their mind. I can't wait till he gets over. I've got a big uh, uh, dinner planned and, and all these things. And, uh, you know, Sunday morning is my thing, and, and I'll have it out, out of the way for the week. Our church will only be as a spiritual as the families in our church. And we ought to be responsible enough to know or to, to, to say that my family is not going to be the one that hinders this church. Not only do sinners, lost people, need to realize that they have a need, but Christians need to realize that we have a need. Are you sick this morning? They say, well, no, I don't have the coronavirus or I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I'm not sick. No, I'm talking spiritually. Are you sick this morning? Are you anemic this morning? How's your daily walk with God? Are you needing to... To get back to where you used to be. I heard a preacher say once before, if you've ever been closer to God than you are right now, you're backslidden. Think about it. If you've ever been closer to God than you are right now, there's an issue in your life. Are you sick this morning? Is there a need that you have? Turn over to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 3, Matthew chapter 7, verse 3, it says, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in thy own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thy eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. You know, the way that that last uh, verse there that I read was is stated, it doesn't sound like it's a, it's a bad thing to help somebody else with their problem. But when you've got a beam sticking out your own eye, and you're trying to worry about this little situation in somebody else's life, I think we need to look and evaluate ourselves. Are you sick this morning? Are you sick? Do you see yourself as being the father, the husband, the, the mother, the wife, the Christian that God wants you to be this morning? Do you see yourself at, at that point? Oh no, Pastor, you know, that's what I'm striving for. You know, that's, that is, that is okay if that's what you're striving for. 
But many are not striving for it. I see Paul as the greatest missionary that we, that we read about. Besides Jesus, I see that Paul was one of the, I mean, just a, a great man of God that, that shows us how to continue to move forward in persecution and to continue to keep our eyes on Christ. You know, he says, you know, that, that he, that he was the chief of sinners. Why do you think that he saw himself that way? I believe because of his walk with God. I believe the closer we are to the light, the more we'll see of ourselves. The more dark areas we'll see in our life and the problems that are there that are hindering us from doing what God would have us do. I believe Paul was probably one of the greatest Christians. We look at him as that way. I mean, look at the, 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 the parts of the Bible that he wrote. But he saw himself as a sinner. And some of us don't see ourselves as sinners. Some of us feel like, well... I do give my tithe and I do, I'm faithful to church and I even teach a class and, and I even do this and I even do that, but we're so far away from the Lord spiritually. This man that had this infirmity, he knew he needed help. What about you this morning? That's why he was at the at that pool. He was there because he knew he needed help. The Bible says in verse back in John five seven it says the impotent man answered him, "Sir, I have no man." What he was saying is, when the water is troubled and and and. Uh, uh, the angel comes down and troubles the water and, and, and I know that if I could be the first one in there, then, then I could get the help that I need, but you know, I don't have anybody to help me. In reality, he's saying my, my situation is hopeless. I don't have anybody. Maybe you're here this morning because you feel like this is the answer. The church house, I do need help. Just like he was sitting at the pool. And, and, and with, with a desire to get the help that he needed, maybe you're here this morning saying, God, I need something. But you know, it's not this church that's going to change anything. It's not this building coming here, getting up early in the morning, getting here to church that's going to change anything. It's the, it's the Lord Jesus Christ that will make the difference. Jesus went to him. There was a lot of sick, sick people there that day. But I think God could see his heart. I want to be in that pool. I want to be there. God can see your heart this morning. He knows just being here at the, the East River Baptist Church, if it's just to show up or if it's in your heart, there's a desire. To get close to Him. There's a need, there's a yearning in your heart for Him. God, I need help 
to raise my family like you want me to raise my family. I can't do it without him. To be the husband that I need to be, I need your help, Lord. To be the example that I need to be around others. So quickly we can lose our testimony. Help me, Lord. Every day I ought to say, God, I'm in need of help. Without you, I can't do it. Do you have victory this morning? If you don't have victory in your life, spiritually, you need help. I wonder how many could say that. I I honestly have victory in my life today. I'm to that place in my life. Maybe somebody's dealing with other things. Maybe addictions or, or uh, I don't know. God knows. And God, at this moment, I believe God is just pointing it out in your heart right now. I don't have to name a list of things. I, I, mean, I mean, I could go on and, and name all kinds of addictions, all kinds of sins. And, but I think God is being very specific right now. Just pointing it out to you. Whatever it is you need, God can help you. Jesus is asking this morning, Will you wilt thou be made whole? That's a yes or no question. He asked this, he asked this man. And a man could have said, not today. Not today. Wilt thou be made whole? I believe God's asking us the question this morning. Are you ready for some change in your life? Before you can be made whole, you must see or understand your condition. See that you need help. Before you can be made whole... You must accept God's offer. He's got a hand out today offering you something that you can't have from anybody else. Only He can give. That pool wasn't wasn't the need of that man. He needed Jesus Christ. Have you ever offered your assistance... You know, you see people standing on the side of the road and they're begging for money and, and maybe you, you, you say, well, I've heard of this. I've never had a job for somebody to, to give to somebody, but I've heard of people saying, you know, uh, I, 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 I've got some work around the house that I need done and, and uh, I would offer you a job to, to work today. And they're like, eh, I'm doing okay right here. The light changes every few minutes and uh, I'm doing all right right here. I think that's where a lot of Christians are. I'm doing all right right here. God's offering. God's saying, uh, 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 will you accept what I'm offering? And there's going to be people that leave this morning that says, I think I'm doing all right okay. 
I'm, I'm just all right right here. When he asked that man about, wilt thou be made whole? He gave an excuse right at the beginning that he didn't have anybody to help him. That's sometimes the way we are, give excuses to God. But you know, I think in the end, he, he wanted a change in his life. And I think, in reality, you do too. But we need to realize that once we say yes to God, there's going to be a change. Once you come to the altar and you say, God... I need you this morning. Once you sit in your seat maybe there or, or in your, your, your family altar at your home and you say, God, I need you today. He's going to bring change to your life. There's going to be a difference. A different outlook on things. <clears throat> There'll be a change. The question is if you want it or not. In Luke 1.37, you don't have to turn there, it says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Matthew 19.26 says, But Jesus beheld them and saith unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I'm not trying to take those things out of those, those texts out of context, but but I believe we could just grab off those verses that there's not anything. It doesn't matter what's taking place in your life. It doesn't matter the difficult situation, the sin that might be there that God can't take care of. All things are possible with God. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God's saying, I'll do all the hard work. Just say you're willing to be changed. It's impossible for you to have the marriage that God wants without God. It's impossible to have a spiritual church without God. It's impossible to have victory in your life over the, the things that haunt you every day that you struggle with without God. He will bring a change for the lost The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. God's saying, if you're willing this morning to say, Yes, I'm a sinner and I'm, I'm in need of you, Lord. I need you. He's saying that the past is in the past. You can forget those things and start new today. Behold, all things are become new. 1 Corinthians 6.19, it says, What 
Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? And saying there's change involved. You were doing what you wanted to do, and now you're putting your life in my hands. You know, I think a lot of people say, yeah, I want heaven, but I don't want, I don't want to not be in control of my life. Once you gave God your life, you gave Him everything. You said, God, here am I. Use me the way that you want to use me. And as a lost person, that's, that's, a, that's what you ought to have a desire for, is to give your life to Christ. But as a Christian, we ought to understand we did give our life to God. Why do we serve self so much? Much of the time, it's all about me. That's why we have the jobs that we have. And I'm not, I'm not, I mean, if God steps on your toes this morning, then it's Him stepping on your toes. But sometimes we're chasing after the things that we want instead of the things that God wants. Being made whole brings responsibility. I think he was saying, if I, if I change your life this morning, if I give you the ability to do things that you've never been able to do before, things are going to change. Your responsibilities are going to be different for all your life you've been taken care of, but now you're going to have to go get a job. He was saying that to the, the man in need. Things are going to change. Think about it. You don't stand on the the blind man. Different story. You don't stand on the highway side begging anymore because you don't have that need anymore. There's been a change in your life. There's responsibility when God brings change in our life. Young people that will be preaching tonight. There's responsibility when God calls you to preach. What a privilege and opportunity. But there's great responsibility. To be faithful to what He asks you to do. Go where He asks you to go. Before you can be made whole, you must see or understand your condition, realize you need help, You must accept God's offer. And then in verse 8 of John 5, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. You need to get up. You need to rise up. Jesus was asking him, to do something he could not do. This was a man that couldn't get up. And God says, get up. The things that you think you can't do, once you say, God, here I am, use my life. The things that you limit God with, when you put your life in His hands... We can have faith that He will do things through us that we couldn't do without Him. Faith is acting 
on God's Word. Think about when God made this earth. My old pastor of years ago when I was in Bible college made a statement of, God is done acting. He spoke the world in existence. He acted. He made man. He made all these things. And now He is reacting to the things that we do. God is is waiting for you to make a decision and He's going to react to the decision. If you want Him today, He will react. He will give you life eternal. You got to get up. I read a quote on a on a church sign. It said life doesn't have a remote. Get up and change it yourself. Amen. A lot of us are just wanting it to change without acting on things that God has for our life. He could have just laid there, just like some of you maybe this morning. Walk out of the building when God's, the Holy Spirit passed by your way this morning. Spoke to your heart about something, pointed out something, illuminated something in your life that needed to be changed. He could have just laid there. What are you going to do this morning? Maybe you need to be saved. You need to act upon that. Realizing that the need of salvation doesn't get you to heaven. It's yielding your life. Giving your your life. Giving control of your life. Repenting of your sin and asking Christ to be your Lord and Savior will change your life. Maybe your infirmity this morning is an unforgiving spirit. God has the answer. Have you ever had anything that 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 bothers you? I mean, it's it's maybe it's a sin, or maybe it's a maybe it's just something you do, and it bothers you, and you want to change it. You know what? God can help you change that. God can help you. Some people say, uh, you know, I, I'm just out of control. I, I just can't control my actions. But I've heard people use the illustration with, uh, well, if, if somebody had a gun to your head, you would think twice about it. In reality, if your pastor's standing right next to you, you might be able to submit a little more to... Or, or yield yourself a little more to the Spirit. Maybe it's bitterness this morning. There's just something that uh, something that has happened in your life and you just have not been able to get over. God has the answer. He is saying, Wilt thou be made whole? And then whenever you leave today and you still struggle with that bitterness, it's not God's fault. 
It's the unwillingness to be made whole. Maybe it's an addiction. God has the answer. Some strange people I know. People talk about prayer, but never pray. People who say tithing is right, but never tithe. People who want to belong to the church, but never attend. You know, it's easy nowadays. I mean, you know, Sunday morning is kind of the thing, but... We're soon probably going to be starting Sunday school and stuff like that. It's going to be hard to get back in the groove. Wednesday nights, Sunday nights. Because of the virus, we've, we've, we've become laxed. Not laxed at going to Walmart. Not laxed at doing what we want to do. But when we talk about the church, we're like... <clears throat> Well, you know, there might be some sick folk up there. Spiritually, there's always sick folk here. People who say the Bible is God's Word to man but never read it. People who criticize others for the things they do themselves. People who stay home from church for trivial reasons and then sing, Oh, how I love Jesus. You know, the things that come out of our mouth, God is going to hold us accountable for. People who continue in sin all their life. You know, maybe there's someone here this morning that just feels like they're a good old boy. You know what, if you haven't met the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, one day you will spend eternity in hell. No exceptions. No exceptions. But God is saying, I'm offering you. I'm offering you the opportunity to not go to that place. To have life eternal with me in heaven. And the, and the answer is very easy. You don't have to explain a lot. Just, Lord, I want you. Or not today. But you know, if you say not today, you know God is going to remind you one day of the opportunities you had to accept Christ. And you said, I'll wait another day. People who continue in their sin all their life and expect to go to heaven. Wilt thou be made whole? John 5, 8, Jesus saith unto him, Arise, take up thy bed, and walk. He could have stayed there, but he wanted to be healed. He got up. He took up his bed because he didn't need it anymore there. He let somebody else have his spot at the pool because he didn't need that spot anymore. And he began to walk in new life. Maybe you're saved today, but you can begin to walk victorious this morning. The decision is yours. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I just ask you to stand.
I'm going to turn over the invitation to Pastor Hoots, but I ask you to stand this morning. God's spoken to your heart this morning. Don't leave this building without saying, Lord, I want to be whole. God, that thing that I struggle with, I'm giving it to you this morning. That person I struggle with, I'm going to lay on the altar this morning. God, I need you. That life you want me to live, I'm giving it to you this morning. As they begin to play, Pastor.